This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Robert Feckus at Nerdster330 on Instagram. Yep. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com and more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. And if you like what you do, you can, if you like what we do, you can go onto Patreon and support us on Patreon at the minimum rate of $1 per month uh, for ex- uh, an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. And at the $5 level, you get commentary tracks and immediate reaction. Uh, review movie reviews videos and stuff and then ten dollars gets you early access to content and unreleased content and that's at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer i'm your aforementioned host matt hurt and with me today making his triumphant return to the podcast is recurring co-host robert feckus hello hi feckus how's it going good good to be back good it's very good to have you back it's been a it's been a while it's been like july july or august yeah and that is uh that's nuts i know for a while you were working nights yeah i was on late shift all uh, the majority of last year Mm -hmm. so had to suffer through that yeah also, there was a pandemic and everything. Wait, and what? What are you talking about? Yeah, um, the South Park made some ser- specials about him. I don't really yeah. care for that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It's just it's way too liberal and, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's the elites and everything. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a bit. But uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Oh, I did want to mention at the start of the episode. First of all, we're going to be reviewing The Last Blockbuster, a new documentary that just hit Netflix. Um, it was actually originally released last year, um, and it was picked up for distribution by Netflix, and it just hit Netflix today. And uh, let's see. Uh, before that, I do want to mention that I have been um, putting a lot of stuff out on Patreon. So at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Um, since I got new equipment for the podcast, I have been recording a bunch of commentary tracks and stuff that's going to be released later and everything. So if you want to support us on Patreon, now is a great time to do that because there is a ton of content there for you to check out again that's at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer and uh yeah so feckus how how's it going how do you like the new equipment and this the, new everything? equipment is fantastic nice it's like you upgraded to professional status it, it seriously is like it really feels like oh we're kind of almost pros now um and uh yeah i'm very 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 pleased with it i was just telling telling feckus before we started recording that uh ordinarily i would have to t- do a bunch of editing and and post-production on the podcast episodes and stuff that would take hours and everything and this is significantly cutting that down uh, going to cut all of that down so that's exciting um feckus you have not been on the show since like july yes um what just kind of rapid fire is there anything that you've watched in that time frame that you want to kind of talk about um like anything any movies or tv that like has stuck with you since that time you know i have not watched the uh the final episode of it yet but the uh Alan versus Pharaoh on oh yeah <laughs> on uh, HBO Max. HBO Max. Um, every single time I saw it trending on Twitter, my brain read it as Alien in Pharaoh, <laughs> and I honestly <laughs> thought like, shit, did 
did Mia Farrow have something to do with the alien franchise? She might. Yeah. Um, so how, how is that? And how does it compare to like other documentaries of that ilk, like, um, finding Neverland? So I I would leaving Neverland. I would, uh, compare it very much. So to leaving Neverland is very, very similar in the way they go about, uh, documenting uh, the allegations with this and speaking with the people that are involved. I gotta tell you, um, like, Leaving Neverland made me never want to listen to a Michael Jackson song ever again, mm-hmm. and I'll never support Woody Allen ever again. I yeah, I don't blame you there. From everything that I've heard, I I haven't seen the documentary. Or anything, the the, but. the first episode, it, it's kind of. I'm not. I wasn't hundred percent convinced. The second episode, though, I, I walked away. I was like, no, no, there's mm. there's too much here. And, yeah, and Mia Farrow doesn't come out come off splendidly either like she's okay she's kind of out there which is mm-hmm. fine uh but she's i don't want to be mean but she doesn't seem all that intelligent to begin with okay um but no what i'm it seems pretty damning to me and uh-huh. I, so i'm curious to watch this the last episode came out it dropped last night but okay have not got a chance to watch it yet but hmm Nice. Uh, for the cartoon lovers out there, out there, the the yes. Great North. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to check that out. I am a fan. Okay, uh, it's from the people that made Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burgers, which okay. you would just assume that I'm going to be a fan of that anyway, because sure. Bob's Burgers and primetime cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's it's another fun, quirky uh, cartoon this time nice. set up in uh, Alaska, and it's it's enjoyable. It's you know Wait, it's, it's set in Alaska. Yeah. Oh, I because I I the title makes me think Canada. No, it's, it's wow. It's okay, wow. That completely changes my like perspective were, on it. So, were you not going to watch it because they were Canadians? Or like, no, no, fuck, no, no, no. fuck these Canucks. <laughs> no, I just thought that I I assumed that that was kind of like the hook of it is like, oh, it's going to be a bunch of Canadian jokes. Now, if you want that, you can okay. go watch Letterkenny. Oh, okay. I've heard good things about. Oh, that. Letterkenny's yeah. fantastic. Okay. I, the the guys on Late Shift got me watching that, mm. and I've immediately become a fan. Nice. But other than that, um, this. This week is dropping one of the, my most anticipated movies for the last two years. Mm. This is the Zack Snyder uh, cut of Justice League. Yes, and the reviews started are, dropping today. And, and they're stellar. Pretty good reviews, yeah. Yeah, like I, I've read this is uh, Snyder's masterpiece. I've, wow. I've, heard, I've read... Um, Low bar. Heart, what, fuck <laughs> off. I have full forever defend that man. Uh, but no, I, like people are like the reviews I've read are raving about this, and I've wow, you know, I've been defending him for years. I guess mm-hmm. you know, time will tell. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna watch uh, Batman v Superman tonight. So, mm-hmm. wow. Well, uh, I definitely want to have you on to to, to kind of just dissect uh, yeah, the Snyder I'll, Cut. Um, four yeah. hours. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, it's said it's. I wonder if it's going to be like individual like so episodes that it's or? cut into no it's not in individual episodes it's cut into seven chapters right uh, but it's still a free flowing movies from my understanding gotcha. of it so okay um yeah I am I I'm cautiously optimistic about it I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan of course but um them saying that it's it's his masterpiece and everything makes me wonder. I mean, it, I, I assume that that's including Watchmen, <laughs> and Watchmen is is uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, Watchmen's probably like getting in my head. Maybe one of my f- one of the best comic book movies of all time for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
No, I, I've been excited for the Snyder Cut. And the Snyder Cut is one of those things that um, is miraculous the way it came about. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it goes to show again how incredibly powerful the fandom can be. Like, <laughs> no one had any intention of anyone seeing this cut. Yeah, ever. and then yeah. you know the Twitter guys got on there and started demanding things. Then you know Jason Momoa came out and said that he wants to see the Schneider cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Cavill, um, they all came out and was like, "We this is something that needs to be shown because you know they were all proud of it." And yeah, and and I totally get that. And I also kind of on on a similar trajectory of that or another side of that is, I mean, it's it's not like Zack Snyder didn't. It's it's not like he was he left the project for for any creative differences or anything. He had a personal tragedy right. in his family, and that's why he couldn't complete it. So, of course, like like the idea of him having an opportunity to actually show his vision of the film is spectacular in in the grand scheme of things. In that in that respect and everything, I think Warner Brothers is going to come out looking foolish about this oh, because yeah. you know when uh, Zach Schneider had to take personal time off because of his family tragedy, mm-hmm. they brought in. Um, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Who's now canceled. Yeah. <laughs> who isn't anymore. Right. Um, who, and I feel like they just gave him carte blanche to to chop yeah. it up. Hey, make this a two-hour movie. Do what you got to do. We need to make this marketable. And it butchered uh, the original uh, take on the movie. So Yeah. And I, I mean... Like, I, I watched Justice League. I own Justice League. Mm-hmm. I... It's not a good movie, but right. I'll watch it because one, you know, Ben Affleck in the short time that he had the role, mm. I thought was one of the top Batman uh, out there that have, that have sure. done the job, yeah. um, and I loved his take on it, so I, I'd watch it. And you know, Gal Gadot is fantastic mm. as Wonder Woman, except for in Wonder Woman eighty four. I I still haven't even seen that. Yeah. It, it's not that she's bad; it's just that the movie is terrible. That's that's you know, what I've heard. She, she can't save it. Yeah. Um, Damn. But yeah, like uh, Ray Fisher. I wish Ray Fisher, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he he's great as Cyborg, and I guess mm-hmm. that's one of the bigger biggest things about uh, the Snyder Cut is that they just chopped his storyline up to oh, bits, really? and it, okay. oh, that's why hmm. he had a big uh, I, big yeah. to do against Joss Whedon, right? Uh, so I so I'm interested to see uh, his character arc now too, so, mm-hmm. and Jason Momoa. God, I, I mean, I, he's I, fantastic. I'll defend. I. Now, I don't even feel like I have to defend Aquaman. I legitimately no. really enjoy that movie. Yeah. Um. So seeing him, Black that Panther character, underwater. <laughs> <laughs> well, Black Panther is you know Lion King. Right. So, um. So I, I, I'd watch the Justice League Joss Whedon cut. Uh. Just because I enjoy the characters enough, but I'm just I'm ecstatic to watch the, the Schneider cut. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I, all the snark that I have for uh, Zack Snyder is. Most of it's fun. Most of the, most of it's because he deserves it. But also, um, <laughs> um, I like I want to go into a movie or watching a project wanting to like it. So, I mean, I I'm excited to check out uh, Justice League: The Snyder Cut. So, yeah, um, we'll definitely have to have to hash that out and and talk about it uh, in detail on a future episode. Um, there was something else I was going to ask you about. Something else that came out that uh, I wanted to get your your thoughts on. Um, was it a news piece? No, it was a it was a TV show. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Duh, uh, Wandavision. Oh God, it was fantastic. Right? I was I was 
hooked from get go. Um, I had a couple friends that you know had to. They watched the first couple episodes and they were hooked and I and I just kept on telling them just stick it out mm-hmm. just stick it out this is this is a, a slow burn you're going to be in this for the long haul yeah and they all came around to it and all loved it but it had me hooked from the start oh I, same here I, first of all Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic and phenomenal she's, and she's always been great as uh, Wanda Mask- Maximoff mm-hmm. and everyone else was terrific yeah. Uh, What's the name of the actress that played the neighbor that ended up being Agatha? Oh, um, um, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Catherine Hahn was fantastic. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. Like I've loved her since um, Step Brothers. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, the... she's fantastic. Um, yeah, but but it was a perfect. People probably were a little worried that you know it's a Marvel TV show. They're, sure. They won't have the same kind of production value as as the movies did, but it really did. Mm-hmm. Um, the the graphics were fantastic with vision with the yeah. uh, with the anomaly I love the stuff when the anomaly is expanding and everything yes. is just changing changing, uh, changing into over like a carnival or and circus or something bringing yeah. back Cat Dennings as mm-hmm. um, uh, Darcy um, oh Darcy yeah, yeah so that was fun I I, I love though that. You know, Kat Denning starts off as Thor's like, I'm only doing this for credit hours. I don't really give two shits <laughs> right. about this. And now, you know, here we are in the future. She's this fucking super like scientist. astrophysicist right. or something. I didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. But yeah, huh. it, it, it's fine. You know, yeah. I, I've always thought her uh, character, Darcy, was charming. And mm. she, she continues to be charming in, uh, in WandaVision. So. Nice. I And, and uh, I love Randall Park in anything. Oh, yeah. He was, like, he he's, was hilarious. He's fantastic. Um. Yeah, just just absolutely absolutely great. Um this week there I'm I'm I don't know I I wonder if this is because of the kind of pandemic like if this is why they did this kind of scheduling thing but I mean WandaVision just ended and we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week. WandaVision was supposed to drop last November. Okay, gotcha. And it got postponed, but Gotcha. And how about um oh, god damn it, who's the actor that plays Vision? Um, oh, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, troll of trolls. Paul Bettany. What did? Uh, so uh, he came yeah. out and said, and the uh, the second to last episode dropped, and he makes mm-hmm. a statement saying uh, the next episode's got a big surprise. Uh, I'll you know with a new character with an actor that I've always I've waited my whole career to work <laughs> with, and everyone's speculating that it, you know they're going to bring out the the whole speculation throughout this entire season of WandaVision was mm-hmm. that Mephisto was going to be the big bad guy behind it, right? So everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Mephisto and it's going to be some legendary actor. No, it's Paul Bettany playing opposite of Paul Bettany. Right? Fucking troll. Hilarious, that's, but troll. That's fantastic. I I read headlines about that, and I just didn't really pay too close attention to the speculation or anything. But that is that's fantastic. I I'm I'm so um I I really love Paul Bettany as an actor and everything. I'm a big fan of his. But it's what's neat about his role as Vision in the MCU is I remember like when Ultron came out, he had said in interviews or something that when he got the role of Jarvis in the first Iron Man, he was like he was like about to quit acting. Like he just he oh, really? wasn't getting roles or anything. And then his agent was like, Hey, um I've got this part for a voiceover thing if you want to do that. And then he was like, Yeah, sure. And then like now he's vision. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. It's it's just awesome. Um yeah, so I'm 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 digging that. Um but yeah, the whole idea of the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney Plus and having uh, WandaVision, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki, which 
I was Oh Loki's gonna be fantastic. That trailer yeah. looks like the second that I saw him as DB Cooper, I was like, oh shit, this this is gonna be this is gonna be great. <laughs> um so yeah, so I'm I'm just really excited about that. It's yep. gonna be a good year for Marvel it after is. 2020. Just the first year since 2008 that uh, no Marvel project had been out. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. And just uh, going into Wandavision and just seeing that the flipping uh, Marvel sign and everything, or, or logo and everything like it just felt. I don't know. It just after having such an absence of new content with that opening, just it just filled me with joy. Yep. So yep. Um, okay, should we go into our main reviews? Yeah, um, yeah do it. Yeah, I think first we're going to talk about the uh, South Park specials. Um, they had a South Park vaccine special. No, no, no. They had it first. The, they had the, the pandemic, the pandemic special. special, and then they had the vaccine special. And I'm going to go ahead and play what I hope is the right sound pad because I'm trying to remember which one was which. I have cheat sheets on my laptop, but my laptop is closed, so I'm stalling a little bit. But first, they had the when was the when was the um the pandemic special the pandemic when did that come out? the pandemic special dropped in october that's right and I, i'm i'm as big a south park fan as you can get mm-hmm. and so i was expecting so they've been doing two, 10 episode seasons for the last handful of seasons right and they're signed on to do seasons throughout through 2022 nice the pandemic special dropped and the next week rolls around no South Park episode. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're uh, maybe they're, the whole thing this this season is they're going to do hour long specials, and mm. so you know maybe they need a couple weeks to hash that out. Second week rolls around, no South Park episode. A month goes by, I'm like, what the flying fuck is right. going on here? Why don't I have my <laughs> South Park? Mm-hmm. And then finally. Finally, in February, they're like, okay, March 10th, the vaccination special. I'm like, you sons of bitches, it's about time. Right. It's like, you know how much content you have to work with? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about those. But first, I'm going to play this Six stinger. feet apart, please. Come on out and do something about it, then. Why don't you come say that to my face? Yeah, can I come say it to your face? I'll come say it to your face. No, no, no. Get all the vaccines you can and bring them here to school. You do that, you just might get your teacher back. Better watch your back. Tomorrow. Yeah. We are essential workers. He's offering us two thousand bucks for a vaccination. So, um, first let's let's talk about the pandemic special. Um, how did you feel about it? Did it did it kind of did it scratch that itch for South Park content when it was, was oh, released? Oh, without a doubt, because nice. uh, you got to think the last South Park episode that dropped before that was probably in probably December of twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and, and so. But you know that's how it is. They yeah. they're really quick with their episodes. They usually take right. You know, they usually go about twelve weeks or ten episodes, taking a week or two off here and there. Mm-hmm. So that's not that uh, all that odd. But you come into twenty twenty and you just think, man, yeah. they have all of the content so much to work stuff with. To wor- yeah, and oh, yeah. so when they said that the uh, premiere episode of season uh, twenty four, I think we're on. Mm-hmm. Was it going to be an hour long pandemic special? You just, you're, of course, you're sold, sold immediately because you just know that they're going to tear apart everything that's happened in the last year. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it satisfied that itch without a doubt. It hit nice. all the marks that you know you're you're gonna see hit. You're gonna you, mm-hmm. they hit the the pandemic. They hit the the riots. They hit the uh, yeah. the racial stuff. I mean, the police brutality stuff. It, it was mm-hmm. it was all and they hit it perfectly. Just yeah. as South Park, like nobody's safe from South Park. Uh, yeah, and having having the police be replacing the teachers was like a such a such a fun uh, meld of those two kind of real world events sort of thing the part 
where they shoot token had me on the floor. I was dying. Pretty incredible. Just incredible. It was it was hilarious. And yeah. I'm a police officer. Right. You know, but it's it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then when they're giving the press conference saying token <laughs> they're the locking down he's in COVID and they're like, We wouldn't have been here being teachers if it weren't for COVID. And he wouldn't have been shot if we weren't teachers. So he's in the hospital due to COVID. <laughs> It's fantastic. Oh, it's great. And it's uh, so great. The last, uh, the season before this, they really focused on uh, on Stan and his weed operation. So, okay, bringing that back into it, mm-hmm. I, I loved him. I love the whole storyline of him over in China with Mickey Mouse. Yes, because some of the strongest episodes from uh, the season prior mm-hmm. was dealing with the China issue. Oh, interesting. Okay, so because so, they ripped the nba and mm. and disney about placating <laughs> to china okay and so bringing it full circle again you know through the pandemic it, it was perfect that's like awesome. having him over there fuck the pangolin and the, <laughs> and, and the bat and mickey mouse sending him a, a heart in the mail it it was perfect <laughs> mickey mouse has been a, a staple of south park now for a long time oh really yeah okay. so mickey mouse was introduced when they were uh did a Jonas Brothers episode. Okay. And so Mickey Mouse is this tyrant CEO and forcing <laughs> the Jonas Brothers to be sexual, but, mm. in, but advocate for um, abstinence. I remember that. And so he, he's oh, been in man. several episodes since That's then, awesome. too. Uh, in fact, one of them was uh, him trying to buy the rights to Star Wars okay. through, uh, through the 2012 election process. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So Mickey Mouse has been around the South Park universe for a bit. And seeing him nice. him him and Stan being the uh, the reason for mm. the, the... Stan's dad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Randy. Randy, uh, yeah. Being the reason for the uh, pandemic was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, that... Um, that was the first like South Park thing I'd watched in a while. I went back and watched, uh, I think I watched season 20, the, the, um, the serialized season or whatever. Um, and then I started season 21, but then I just didn't, didn't follow up on it. But, uh, yeah, that, the pandemic special was great. And then I think the vaccination special was, was a lot of fun too. Um, I think the vaccination special was strong, the stronger of the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, but (laughs) The look of the pandemic special just felt like pandemic. Everything was so dreary, yeah, and just so low energy. Mm-hmm. It, even in this, you know, being South Park, yeah, and it's just oddly relevant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like totally. Stan's need to bring normalcy to their lives is like, goddamn! If, if you can't relate to that, felt a little real. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And you know they they pulled and. Garrison, the Garrison arcs the last four seasons mm-hmm. uh, have been the parallel to Trump has <laughs> right. been amazing. Like he nice. he's been perfect throughout this, this entire you know Trump uh, presidency. Yeah, and uh, he he didn't uh, didn't disappoint for the pandemic special either. Nice. When he comes in, he murders the pangolin and says, "Got a big election <laughs> coming up, folks." How do you feel about his uh, his return to South Park in the vaccination special? Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, obviously you have to do something with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they handled him coming back to South Park perfectly because it's nice. I, I don't you, know, you haven't seen it yet in the real world, Trump. But you mm-hmm. know, there's going to be a time where he he enters the public limelight again, and it's going to be people. You know, Americans have the attention span of a hummingbird so right. a year and a half from now people aren't even gonna care that he was present for four years and that's yeah. kind of and that's kind of what 
I feel like that they're saying about Garrison, just like, hey, yeah, look what I did. Now, now we're gonna all be friends again. And <laughs> you know, Garrison walking in trying to act like nothing happened in the last four years. That's gonna be what Trump's gonna do. Yeah, I maybe because I I don't know. I don't think he has that. Uh, I don't know if I would say shame, but I don't. I don't know if he is. I don't. I don't know. We don't need to get into that. No, I was, yeah. yeah, without getting into politics mm. or anything like that. But I think it's the parallel between those two characters. I think is is perfect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, what else with the vaccination special? Yeah, like you said, the kind of um, was it Stan that's one that wants to to be returned to normal and everything. Right. Um, that that kind of hit home a little bit. That was a pandemic special. That was a pandemic special. Yeah. The old people getting vaccinated and going nuts. <laughs> and the whole idea of a vaccination like spot being a club that they oh, can't get right. into Perfect. is just is is just just brilliant. And, and at the end, when everyone, when Israel comes over and gives everyone the vaccines, and they're like, "See that place over there? Yeah. <laughs> you think you're a top shit Walgreens? Nobody wants to go to Walgreens anymore." <laughs> Oh, the the old great. guy revving his motorcycle in the middle of the church parking or in the uh, school parking lot. Yeah, and true oh, so true great. South Park fashion, having the poor teacher at the end just kill over. From cover. Yes. Oh my god, that was that was really <laughs> that was really good. And it was like kind of kind of slowly built up just a little bit because um, he just starts coughing and then doesn't stop. Um, you gotta pretty, wonder, pretty crazy with the the season's not over yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how so their their seasons are they're contracted ten episodes mm. uh, per season. I don't know how that's going to work this year since they're they're clearly doing a new format with these specials. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to keep that format going or if they're going to end the season just doing 30, 30 minute episodes. But they've they've done a in the last few years a, a thing where they continue on with storylines. So I, I'm yeah I'm curious to see how that plays out with Stan. Stan, Kyle, uh, Cartman, and Kenny, because yeah. it kind of ends in kind of a way where it seems like they're going a different path mm-hmm. with the, with the four main characters. Their, their brohood has, their, yeah. has been disbanded or whatever, um, or is in jeopardy. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I also wonder if they're they're contracted for ten episodes this season. I wonder if the specials constitute a single episode, or it has, since it has to at least constitute two, if not yeah, three, because they're like forty four minute episodes. So, um, they, so there was a there was a throwaway line uh, at the end of the uh, vaccination special mm-hmm. where Stan uh, or Randy is selling the rest of his weed, and he says, "Get it while you can." Uh, we have. Uh, very little left of the uh, the vaccination special. Oh yeah, we have some left of the uh, pandemic special. Better mm-hmm. get away, Cam, because the season's almost over. That's right. And so, I, you know, that could mean huh. we're halfway through the season. That could mean we're two thirds of the way through the season. We only have one more episode left. Right. I mean, who who knows? You yeah. know, they've they've really evolved the way they've been doing South Park over the last half decade. Mm-hmm. I still need to see that documentary, uh, Six Days to Air. Oh, man. Um, It's fascinating. Yeah, because I'm very curious because, obviously, the title, Six Days to Air, like, they have such a short turnaround time for it. I'm, like, fascinated to see what that process is like, but not fascinated enough to actually seek out the content. You should. It's a really good Um, good episode. Nice. And you kind of get the... I don't... Maybe I'm reading too much into things, but Mm -hmm. you kind of get the feeling that Matt Stone and Trey Parker might be done with it. That... I because mean, the, I can't fault them for that. Oh honestly. no, they've been doing yeah. it for you know a quarter of a century now. Yeah, Jesus. Um, you know they last 
last season's tag was hashtag cancel South Park. <laughs> and they kept nice. on, like, they did some things that only South Park can get away with. Sure. Like, South Park is the uncancelable show. Mm-hmm. Like, they had an episode last year that addressed transgendered athletes competing against women. Okay. And it was probably the best episode they've had in the last decade. Oh, wow. But it's one of the... They, wow. The hammer of the transgender community came down upon South Park. Oh, yeah. And you you hmm. kind of had the feeling they're trying to get canceled. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, wow. again, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but sure. y- you almost get the, like, last season two, they did this thing where the first half of the season was based on Tegrity Farms and mm-hmm. Randy trying to sell his weed. Sure. And towards the end of that arc, they're just kind of like, this is so, this is so goddamn silly. Where do we go from here? Type <laughs> of, type of stuff. Okay. And they've done that before in some of their episodes, but I don't know. It maybe it just seems a little real now. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at them about yeah. it because if they end next year, will be season twenty-five, I believe, and that's when their contract will be up. And yeah. they're like, "We're done." Huh? You know what? Can't fault them. You, yeah. you gave us twenty-five amazing years, right? I. I it's it's so funny to me that like uh, when the Simpsons hit. One of their one of their milestones. Granted, they have a lot more episodes in general, so like they're up to. They just got renewed to where it's going to push them to like seven hundred and fifty some episodes. They do like twenty four episodes a season, yeah. or something like that. But I was just thinking about how how interesting it is that like um, the Simpsons were were considered like oh like once once they hit like a certain like season number, it's like oh they've been on on TV for like decades at this point. It's just they're an institution, and everything, and then like you look at. Like South Park, they're in their twenty fourth season. Uh, Family Guy's in their like twentieth or something. Bob's Burgers has hit a 12, decade. I want to say eleven like or twelve. Yeah, 11, 12. and it's just like it's just weird to me that like like these. I don't know. Maybe maybe The Simpsons is maybe the prototypical of these. Well, I guess Flintstones. But I was gonna say yeah, yeah little known fact Flintstones. Right, right. Yeah. but like primetime animated, somewhat adult oriented comedy. Um, is is just an interesting an interesting kind of rabbit hole to fall down in terms of just longevity of the of the material and everything. You know, I South Park came out when I was in seventh grade, and yeah. I, I was a fan. I was a fan from from the start, mm-hmm. and here I am. I'm going to be 36 years old next week. Next or, week? Or, I'm sorry, next next month. Oh, and okay. I'm still a crazy fan of South Park. Like nice. like it's South Park is on the plan for tattoos for me. Oh, wow. Where? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the idea for this next tattoo, or Mm. one of my next tattoos, is get um, um, Mount Rushmore. But instead of presidents, uh, some of my favorite TV like dads. And so I'll I'll have Stan Stan Marsh, Homer Simpson, Mm. uh, uh, Peter Griffin, and I I haven't settled yet on what my uh, fourth one is going to be. Interesting. Uh, Kind of want to do Philip J. Fry. But oh, okay. if not Philip J. Fry, then I'm thinking maybe Rick from Rick and Morty. But I don't know oh, as much as I like Rick and Morty. I don't think they've had they've been around long enough to constitute tattoos. Yeah, so. I could I could definitely get that. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah, um, that's interesting, huh? Wow. Um, I still have no tattoos. Um, You're allowed yeah. to not have tattoos. I know, but I always think about like oh, I want to get like a Stephen King tattoo or something. But well, I don't then know. just do it. 
Huh? Just do it. Like that, I, that, that's what it comes down to. It's if something you, that I need to make a decision about. I need to. I need to weigh all of the options. I need to make spreadsheets. I need to yeah. completely overthink everything. The thing about getting your first tattoo <laughs> is that it needs to be the least thought of tattoo that you get. Okay, so damaged on my forehead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. God, only God can judge. Right. Oh God. So yeah. So that's our uh, kind of capsule reviews i guess of the south park specials and everything they're available to stream on hbo max and uh, do you want to get into our um main event review i guess um the last blockbuster sure let's jump into it okay you gave me a look like uh, wait but this is what are we doing well um, i thought that's yeah. all we were reviewing uh yeah so um since it's a documentary we don't really need to worry about spoilers i don't think i don't think so so i'm gonna go ahead and play the clip from the trailer this is the last blockbuster which just hit netflix today um on on netflix in a world where video stores have all but disappeared i mean look at the james bond section every james bond movie Every Avatar movie, because, you know, there's just the one so far. I hate late fees. But I understand that you have to do it. Otherwise, people just keep those videos. I know I did. I know I did. So, Fekus, <laughs> before we get into this review, it's a, it's about the last blockbuster that exists in Bend, Oregon. And, um, not I'll, the Red Giraffe? Not the, not the Red Giraffe. Um, I, I kind of want to just get your read on what your memory is of the video store experience. Like, do you have warm memories of it? Or, like, how, how did you go into this documentary, like, feeling about the bygone era of video rental stores? I had terrible uh, experiences in rental. Uh, oh, really? Labor. Yeah, we'd go in, and uh, my dad would put a gun to my head and said, you have five oh, minutes to pick God. a movie. And Oof. because that, I can't... I can't hear the word blockbuster without peeing myself wow well i am so yeah. so sad that i didn't put a towel down on the couch triggered <laughs> no I, I've, I've had the same uh nostalgia as mm-hmm. anybody you know i movie guy have been my entire life so i've mm-hmm. loved going to blockbuster video and picking out the new movies and I was that guy that would go over and ask, hey, did someone turn this in yet? Because I really want it. Nice. And then if they said no, I'd be like, can you check the return box see if they <laughs> did and you didn't know about it? So, I, yeah, I, I had a great time. And it wasn't nice. even just uh, movies. That's where I rented my video games, too. And so mm-hmm. I, that's where I got a lot of my gaming through. Nice. Uh, Blockbuster was the the major one that I, I used. I mm-hmm. There was a couple Hollywood video that... Oh, I forgot about Hollywood and video. Red Giraffe, but for the mm-hmm. most part, Blockbuster was the uh, the one that I used. And in fact, uh, the the Blockbuster that was in Speedway, mm-hmm. uh, when it was going out of business, like I, I was on the police department, Speedway PD, mm-hmm. when that closed down, and so they are selling selling a bunch of stuff, and yeah. that's where I got my Inglorious Bastards poster. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. That when when all the Blockbusters were were closing down, I remember when the last uh, the last Blockbuster in the area on in Avon, I think. Um, was going out of business. Like I went there and I just bought a bunch of Blu-rays and stuff and everything. And it's like when they went out of business, like they were selling like the fixtures, they were selling everything. Um, but yeah, I worked at Blockbuster in high school. Did you really? I did. I didn't know that. My senior year, I worked at Blockbuster for about eight months and I quit because I graduated and was go- going to go to college in Evansville. Um, it I mean, I was a teenager. It's like I was a teenager with uh, a very low work ethic. So <laughs> you were a teenager. Uh, I was a teenager. Yes. So it just it was just kind of 
it was a job. I I loved the uh the experience of getting to get pre streets. So like we were able to rent, uh, like take out rentals of of DVDs and Blu-rays that were not set to release yet. Like they would get a shipment in like a week or two early, and then a week or two before they were supposed to go out on the shelves. So we would be able to rent those. And I remember specifically that. Uh, so twenty four, the TV show. I was a huge fan of it at the time. Um. The sixth season was about to premiere, but Fox did a thing where they were going to premiere the sixth season four episodes. They were going to premiere two episodes on Sunday, two episodes on Monday, and then the next week they were going to go episode five and then episode six and all that. So what they did was they actually also released the first four episodes on DVD and Blu-ray uh, like to coincide with the airing and everything to, I guess, drum up people to watch it and everything. So I got to see those episodes a week early. Oh, nice. Um, because I worked at Blockbuster. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, could and have put the spoilers online. I could have, yeah. I actually I actually did. So on uh, the website tvshowsondvd.com, there is a, uh, if you go way, way, way back in the day uh, to when they announced the... Um, season two dvd set of of uh 24 uh you'll see like there should still be a an article that says like uh one of our readers matt hurt uh <laughs> sent, submitted this and it was because i had bought like season one on dvd or something like that i bought some tv show on dvd and in the pamphlet or in like that like they had like a little loose um advertisement for the other fox shows and everything and they had like the cover art for season two and uh i think it was just the cover art and i was like oh this hasn't been announced yet so i took a picture and i sent it into tv shows on dvd.com what a terrible name for a website why tv not? shows on dvd.com yeah. <laughs> yeah. why not tv on dvd.com i that's a good question i have no idea that's yeah. like how can we make this well, you might as well just named it television I, shows i got really nervous uh, that you were gonna say you might as well have named it the obsessive viewer <laughs> <laughs> no that would be good too yeah well yeah no, that's a horrible um, name Hey. No, no, the is a great name. <laughs> right. Website's a terrible name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. But then again, this is also in the early, early days of physical, like home media on right, DVD yeah. and everything. So I, 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 I get it. Um, but uh, other anecdotes about working at Blockbuster. Um, like I said, I kind of hated it because I was an antisocial, nervous wreck, anxiety prone oh, teenager. Oh, customer service is perfect for you, though. Uh, yeah. One of the most dreaded experiences of working at Blockbuster is that sometimes they would have like a a customer service thing where one of like someone working would have like when the registers were slow but the but the store was busy they would have to wear like this blockbuster apron and walk around the store asking people if they need help finding anything and like i i had to do that like no i know my alphabet thank you right right and i was i was mortified because i was just a teenager who was super um embarrassed easily and, and nervous about everything and second guessing everything and like, I think I either walked past someone or I, I, I finally approached them and, and did my whole spiel and everything. And he happened to be like the district manager of, oh, the, of the whole store and hidden everything. Hidden shopper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also we had a hidden shopper at one point who, 
<laughs> like that was a huge deal for for like our manager and everything. It's like, oh, we secret shoppers are going to be here, so we got to be on our game and everything. Such a weird concept. It it really is. And then this one lady, like we knew that a secret shopper was going to come in and and be there. So like every every customer, I'm like, oh shit, okay, this could be the one and everything. And then this one lady comes up to the register with a clipboard <laughs> with a checklist oh, and everything. Jesus. And I'm like, you're not even trying. Yeah. You're new to this. Aren't <laughs> yeah, you? can I be a secret shopper for you and talk to your boss? <laughs> um but yeah anyway well it could have um, been worse you know you could have yeah. had to check out people with uh, the adult sections well that's the thing blockbuster did not have i know that's section. that's I, ah I know. yes uh the, oh i see what you're saying yeah. there yeah i did have an experience and we'll get into the actual content of the documentary i swear but this one experience is like kind of um carved into my mind i was working like a weekend day so it was kind of slow and this, this, these two like fairly older women, uh, like like senior citizens, came in, and uh, they're kind of giggly and everything. And then they go up to anxiety prone, uh, <laughs> nervous wreck, teenage Matt, and they're like, "Hey, hey, um, do 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 you guys have like an, an adult section?" And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know." And then, <laughs> but I was like, no. And then they were like, well, because, because it's our friend's birthday and we're going to have a big party and stuff. And we want something that's like really raunchy, like, like re- something really, really dirty. And I'm like, I can come and strip for you. Right. <laughs> like American pie is over there. Um, that's about it. Uh, so yeah, so that was, that was, I don't know, that kind of, uh, set me back socially for a while in terms of socially, uh, social awkwardness and everything. So, so Chip. Yeah. His wife, she mm-hmm. used to work at a uh, family video. Oh, okay. Back in uh, when she was in college, still. Mm-hmm. And family video, uh, ironic to the name, does right? have an adult section. Mm-hmm. And so every every weekend, <laughs> poor I won't mention her name because right, I right. don't want. But uh, poor Chip's wife had mm-hmm. to endure uh, the entire Burm- Burmese community coming in and renting. Oh, porn. wow. So wow, yeah, that's that's so that's Hul- that's random, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, wow. Maybe yeah. they didn't have it in Myanmar, and they came over here. I'm like, Maybe. look what they're letting me watch. <laughs> I was like sitting there thinking, like, is that some kind of stereotype or something? Did you just do a racism? No. <laughs> um, but no, just you know what what had happened. How dare you? My my Burmese neighbors are amazing. <laughs> they are the they all wave to me. They're super friendly. I love yeah. those guys. Oh, okay. I see your saving face and everything. Did you hear oh. about the guy? Who uh who said uh on a PA at a high school basketball game he was an announcer? I didn't. I saw there was an. I didn't see what he said, but it's, it sa- it sounds like what he said was oh it, awful, it, horrifying. Um, so he 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 used the N word. Uh, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake! Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was all about people kneeling during the national anthem and everything, which I found kind of funny that he is talking and like hurling racial uh, epithets during the national anthem. So I don't know how kneeling during it is more disrespectful. No, it's than super. It's super that. respectful to throw out racial slurs during right. the national anthem. We but his that. statement after the fact. Oh, I'm sure it was golden. Oh my! So you don't know what like what his rationale was or whatever? No. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm reading the statement, and it's like I'm, I, I should have it on my phone here. Um, this shouldn't take very long to to look up or anything, but it, I I started reading it, and I swear to God, the second I got to a certain point, I had to stop reading, and li- like I was I was howling with laughter, like it was it was that ridiculous and and Ugh, was dumb. he on Ambien like Roseanne? Uh, no, it's it's. 
probably worse than that. <laughs> it is... Here we go. So... I, Matt Rowan, on Thursday, March 11th, 2021, most regrettably made some statements that cannot be taken back. During the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City, I made inappropriate and racist comments, believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that is no excuse uh, for such such comments should have never been uttered. Whatever. I'm a family man. I'm married. have two children. Uh, I continue to be a member of a Baptist church. Of course. I have not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I embarrassed and disappointed my family and friends. I will state... <laughs> That I suffer from type 1 diabetes. Oh, for fuck's sake. You s- <laughs> and during the game, my sugar was spiking. <laughs> While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual that when my sugar spikes... I become a racist asshole. <laughs> yeah, that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. He goes on and I'm just like, mother... Fu-, what like, a fucking maroon. Yes, take... Like, here's the thing. If you're going to be caught saying something horrific and... Take, take the L, man. Yes. Take, the take L. personal responsibility. Do not fucking, like, blame it I on have, fucking diabetes. diabetes. I've got Malcolm and I got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> My friend's cat has diabetes. And she, <laughs> she said, like, he just recently was... Um, the cat was just recently, like, diagnosed. And she, she said that his name's Loki. And she says, like... <laughs> Like, she said that throughout the day, she will just, like, sit there and, like, stare at him and be like, I'm Loki. Okay. I've, I've got, got diabetes. diabetes. <laughs> that's awesome. That's hilarious. You know, that's that makes what uh, Pop, the guy, the, the Papa John's owner. Oh, yeah. It, it, it makes what he says seem reasonable did you hear what he recently came out and said i, d- I didn't hear what he said recently so I know- you know you know he was he was kicked off the boards of uh, executives yeah. for uh dropping the n-bomb right and then he didn't he claim that it was like he was coerced into it or something i, I don't know the re- whatever reason it was i'm sure it was just as silly but yeah he came a state he made a not a statement he was doing an interview i think it was last week okay where he said that he's taken the time that he's had off to uh, make some habits and the last 18 months have changed his speaking habits to take that word out of his nomenclature. And it's been a difficult period. What the and fuck? I'm like, it's taken you 18, 18 months, months to not say the N word <laughs> and it's been difficult for you. Like what? That the begs the question. How often was he dropping the N bomb? <laughs> right. Was he just coming into the, the pizza parlor and just like, Hey, what's up? And what's up? And right. Just, what are you doing? My God. I that like, is I was like bro what the hell re- read the room yeah if, if, if for instance <laughs> it is that common in your your everyday right. vocabulary at least know enough of society that it's probably not a good idea to tell people that right maybe exactly. just keep that in the download yeah it's pretty funny though um, and I swear we'll get to our review yeah. <laughs> but um, it's funny that if you go onto Papa John's website or order pizza and everything they used to have the like Papa's favorite or something <laughs> and now now it's just called like the three cheese sausage pepper like yep. it's just the ingredients yeah. and everything <laughs> well Shaq's a big name in it now you could call it, call it Shaq's yeah that's uh, true yeah um, okay, so right. the last blockbuster. Back, last blockbuster. Um, in addition to working at Blockbuster, I also worked at a movie theater where one of my classmates came in and demanded that I give him free drinks or something. I'm, I'm not going to go into that tangent. But um, <laughs> anyway, the last blockbuster. Fekus, how did you feel about this documentary and uh, kind of in general terms? And then we can kind of dive in and, and go beat for beat or go into more detail. You know, I'm uh, probably going to be at odds with you in this. Mm. Didn't care for it. 
it's okay it's interesting yeah so i think i listed it on my top 10 i think oh wow of 2020 yeah because i actually so i i was very excited about this documentary um the narrator of it lauren lapkus is one of the three components of one of my favorite podcasts freedom um, and she's a really good like comedic actress and, and improviser and everything. She's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. But um, when I first saw the documentary, I was very charmed by it. I was um, I, I, obviously I was very charmed by it because I believe I put it on my top ten list. But also, top ten of twenty twenty is kind of a kind of a uh, yeah, yeah it was kind number of, seven, kind of a Sahara. Exactly. Um, and I also put the movie Sahara on there. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> But when I revisited it today, like, I think that charm, that nostalgia and the kind of quaint charm of the of the uh, the video store nostalgia kind of wore off a little bit. And I wouldn't say that I disliked the documentary. I would say that it was just it was OK. And this is this come from me and I, mm-hmm. I'm not as big into documentaries as a tiny is, but sure. I, I thoroughly enjoy documentaries. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I. I I finished that documentary and I thought to myself, that could have been a 15 minute YouTube uh, video and I would have gotten just as much out of it. Here's and and here's kind of where I started to get a little bit um, turned away from it to the second viewing is that in the in like that first like 15 or 20 minutes, like they kind of breeze over like the rise of Blockbuster. Yeah, it's more it was more of a documentary just about this last standing blockbuster which 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 is is fine fine. yeah but they kind of the way that they just breeze over like oh you know this this um uh, there was a time when uh home video was just on the scene they were selling home videos for a hundred dollars and then some plucky upstart uh entrepreneur did this uh and started a video rental thing and then the the studios sued him and then they went to the supreme court i'm like i want to see that documentary right that that part of the documentary was the most interesting part for mm-hmm. me because I, I didn't, I knew about the pricing of uh, VHS, mm. VHS tapes. Yeah. And it's funny because Family Guy does a pretty good uh, joke about it in one of their episodes where they're mm. back in the 80s and Peter Griffin's like, I just oh, got yeah. this. I went into debt buying this copy of Ghostbusters. That's right. Um, and so, no, that that part was fascinating. I would like mm. to in, to divulge a little bit more about yeah, how, expand that yeah, ex- expand yeah. on the rise of Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, it turned into a, you know, just about this yeah. one standing blockbuster, and you know the the celebrity cameos were were fun. Ron mm-hmm. Funches was hilarious, yeah, especially when he talked about stealing GameCube games. Right, I was like, that's pretty smart. Yeah, oh yeah, um, <laughs> you're Doug, right, officer. You're right, <laughs> <laughs> Doug, sergeant. I Doug say. Benson right. didn't seem to care. He, like, he he really just sent like like he they even focus on part of his interview. I'm like, okay, what what do you want me to say? Yeah, like it, it was really weird. It just seemed like. Doug Benson was just there because, oh, and, sure. And, and even him seems, wondering, was like, why am I doing this? Right. And that also kind of, that type of approach to the kind of interviewing aspect of it, it kind of seemed like it was very lax. It was very like... I, th- I felt it was disingenuous because mm-hmm. you pretty much show that these aren't the, the stories that these celebrities have. You're feeding them the story right. and tell them to put it into their own words. Yeah, and you, like you pull the, you take a peek behind the curtain with that. Yeah, and, and it's just 
I was like, well, then why why should I? What's believe the point that, of showing? Like right. having Doug Benson say, like, how do you how do you think that this went? And then have him say it, and then do like to their credit, that kind of stop motion animation thing was kind of funny. Yeah, that's all right. But also, it's like we see the magic trick. We see, we see right. like we see like the deck of cards in the hand. Like we see them prompt him to do that. It's like what's the point of leaving that in? Um, also, I'm not a fan of like trauma entertainment or anything, but Lloyd Kaufman's segment, I, I that's so off putting to me. I, See, I thought it was hilarious. Really? Yeah, okay. o- only because he's such a dick. <laughs> yeah. That it's, yeah. It, it was fun. Like, I would watch 30 minutes of him. Oh, Because he's, he's such an asshole. Yeah, like, I, that's I would, why I wouldn't watch that, 30 see, minutes of him. <laughs> I, th- I found that entertaining. like, this guy's okay. a fucking jackass. But yeah. it's, it's hilarious it's to sure. me. It didn't fit the narrative. It, I think that's my yeah. problem. Like it also, because he's a dick. Right. <laughs> but it, it didn't really fit the flow of... of yeah. I, I, I don't even know why he was part of it, except for apparently he loves the Toxic Avengers and had a bad time. I'm dealing with blockbuster corporate yeah so yeah I... the thing that i i think one of the reasons why i thought of it so highly that first viewing and the reason why it made my top 10 list is because i think i kind of keyed into the idea of it being i i kind of the the in broad strokes i really like this story of this behemoth um um uh almost monopoly thing of of home video uh, rentals dying and then the like because because blockbuster was ubiquitous it was yeah. everywhere that was a massive corporation and it failing and everything because of netflix and because of other reasons and everything is is fine um and that's an interesting story but what i liked about the what i liked about the focus of the last blockbuster is how it turns that mega um uh, that that mega uh, monopoly story into like a family operation in the last blockbuster. I just kind of like how that how like the beginning of blockbuster is this massive corporation, and then now it's just dwindled down to this this one centralized story of this one like family owned business. And I I just and, and again yeah like that to me that that's a fifteen minute YouTube video and and I agree and, and I yeah it, I still walk away wondering how it stays in operation mm-hmm. because it's. It, it it can't be that uh it expensive or anything or like it, uh, it just can't be that um profitable you oh yeah i see what you're saying like she's she's going to yeah. uh every tuesday every movie lover knows that tuesday is when dvds drops yep. and she's going around making the rounds to purchase dvds so she's yeah theoretically spending a few hundred dollars well, every week she does say that she does that to pick up titles the, the that the that vendors, vendors don't but have. you yeah. got to think that she's also she's still buying it from the vendors, right? Yeah, so she's still purchasing these movies. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because she um or or um I just lost my train of thought. I don't know um the uh the aspect of of the family owned business and everything is is interesting and everything, but also that's where it was. Um, <laughs> uh, toward the end, we have this kind of. Um, this this manufactured kind of like drama, like oh, will will Dish Network? Oh, renew that, our that annoyed the shit out of me. That I, uh, yeah. I, and I was gonna bring up, mm-hmm. and I was gonna use the term manufactured drama. That's yeah. exactly what that was. Oh yeah, we bring in the ominous music. Mm-hmm. I don't even believe that she legitimately took a call from I, Dish Network. I was right wondering there. that too. Not I was a, really wondering that too because she just happens to be being filmed at that time. Yeah, and she gets this really serious mm-hmm. look on her face, like oh, and, and also she ends the conversation with. A look of that was bad news. And oh then, yeah, and then they break. <laughs> and they go off and do a little other part of the story, and then they mm-hmm. come back to him like, "Oh, that 
that was who was that on the phone? Oh, that was Dish Network. We we were able to renew. I'm like, yeah. Oh, and on. also, like what they say, um, what they say in the documentary, like almost every talking head has a moment where they're like, well, I mean, if if they can't be blockbuster, just change the sign, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just still keep it open. And everything. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, like the stakes aren't really that high, except for the brand, which again is what I keyed in on is just the brand name of Blockbuster turning into this quaint, like family-owned operation is 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 a nice story. But to your to your point, yeah, fifteen-minute YouTube video. You know, some some guy at Dish Network every year is like, God damn it, we doing that? We do, we still <laughs> yeah. doing that? And you know, that that time that probably got shuffled. He was like, just I'll deal with it next week. Just. Yeah. Don't bother me with that right now, okay? <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, it was like, hey, they're they're calling again. Fine, right? Fine, I'll renew this nonsense. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I did get ra- I did get wrapped up in a lot of the nostalgia of it, like just seeing just seeing like shots of the store in the aisles and stuff. That took me back to when I worked at Blockbuster and when I would spend a lot of time in Blockbuster, just browsing the aisles and everything. But then on the other hand. I also do the same thing at Target, and right. I do the same uh, thing at it, Walmart. It's not changed for me. Like, yeah, I go and I, I I'm, I guess you want you can call me antiquated, but mm-hmm. I, I don't do the digital download stuff. So I enjoy oh, okay. going to go purchase my movies, right? And so I, I still get that experience. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, I understand that. It was it me or what? Did it seem like? They were getting really awkward making the celebrities like hold the that, box, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a movie box." That it felt feels pretty just like. It, it felt look, like they're like, "Look at the title." Yeah, uh, yes. yeah like they didn't yeah. they didn't prep them with what it was. Right. It was just like that, that was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, um, I did. I I liked Kevin Smith's input. Is Kev, well, Kevin Smith. I could, I'll listen to him all day talk yeah. about you know various. You know, monkey feces. Right, he, he's right. fascinating to me. I think he's, yeah. he's a great, like he's a great guy, and he mm-hmm. speaks well just about everything he speaks on. Yeah. So yeah, of course I'm gonna like his segments. Um, yeah. But even he was just kind of like, why is this thing still <laughs> right? Open? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, I I kind of wanted more of him. I I kind of felt like, and maybe this is this is maybe unfair, or maybe harsh, or maybe mean, or anything, but. Um, I'm a huge fan of Scream, but Jamie Kennedy just looked kind of like out oh, of he, it. Oh, he couldn't have cared less. Yeah. He, yeah. he was just kind of like, yeah, I was a character in Scream, and yeah, yeah I worked at a blockbuster. Right. Um, I, that's about it. Yeah. I'm sitting here in my backyard. <laughs> I, I got yeah. nothing against Jamie Kennedy. No, me neither. Uh, he just, he looked like he couldn't have cared less. Right. So, yeah. and I... At that point, I I couldn't have cared less. Yeah, and that's and that's such a shame because I I was really into it that first viewing, and this one it was just felt I don't know what it was exactly. It just felt just really kind of just okay. Like it just felt. I think the highlight yeah. of the one of the highlights was seeing that Jamie Kennedy was in uh, that commercial with Jim Gaffigan. Right. I was like Jim Gaffigan yeah. and Jamie Kennedy projects together, huh? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, that was that was super random. Um. Uh, there was something else I was going to say about the experience of, oh, uh, uh, way back to your point about getting video games from Blockbuster. I remember that that is where I got my first and probably only, well, uh, my first ever copy of Metal Gear Solid. Oh. Yes. So that is imprint. Like it was the grand opening of that Blockbuster. I bought that like the day that we went there and everything. Um, and yeah. so Solid so game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Metal Gear Solid game. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so yeah, I, I have fond memories of that. And then that blockbuster turned into an Anytime Fitness, and then now it is now vacant. Now it is nothing. Yep. But you yeah. know, uh, 
Video stores aren't gone. I like there's still family videos around Indianapolis. No, family video. Are you recently sure? within the past like month they closed every store. Oh, well, yeah. Then I guess my uh, I'm double checking you. Yeah. But um, our friends over at Horror Movie Yearbook did a very nice episode about the kind of the end of the video store like idea and everything. Um, I'm bringing it up now. Horror Movie Yearbook. They had. Um, I can't find the episode because it is archived because I listened to it. Uh, eulogy for the video store because a lot of the guys over at Midwest Film, uh, the 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 Midwest Film Nerds, um, group, they met and worked at Family Video, and so they had a very nice thing on the horror movie. Interesting. Yearbook. Yep. Well, according to the website, they are currently selling movie memorabilia as well. Ah. So. And that's another thing. Uh, like I watched that John Oliver segment when it was okay. on the show, and I, it was a hilarious segment when mm-hmm. it when it aired. So they're gonna take fifteen minutes of their own movie to 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 recap to recap that, the uh, yeah. John Oliver segment. I was like, I, I saw that segment. Yeah, so. I that was news to me because I didn't see that segment mm. or anything. But I, I totally get that. Yeah. I I get that. Um, yeah, I I I hate to. Uh, to seem like I'm dogging on the documentary because it's it's a charming documentary for the nostalgia and everything. I will say that this this pissed me off quite a bit because I was looking on like their Rotten Tomatoes or something like that, and like one of the like one of the reviews that popped up as like the headline or whatever is like the little like snippets of reviews is that uh, a negative review of the documentary that just says a bunch of a bunch of uh, a bunch of men mansplaining oh, for fuck's video sake. stores Jesus i'm like Christ. what the f-? like okay it's literally ran it's, by a female yes, general manager yes. and there are women that are interviewed in it and also that's not mansplaining that's sharing their nostalgia no, their experience no, oh, oh are you now mansplaining I why it's am. not mansplaining i am i noticed that you're manspreading i i am manspreading i am where's pizza Where's she pizza? Or, is, or is she's hiding from the patriarchy. She is in the kitchen where she belongs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I almost said I feel bad. She's a cat. It's like it's I, anyway. Um. So yeah. 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 I I was excited to watch it, mm. and I just halfway through it, I was just kind of like, yeah. yeah the kind of the viral like press that is, that had been popping up when it was announced that it was going to be on Netflix, it uh, like this is nitpicking and this is mansplaining probably, but <laughs> um, the idea that like be, like the meme of like imagine imagine killing someone and then making a documentary oh, about it, yeah, like that. that's funny and everything, but also just just to clarify, if it, was, it was not a Netflix. Yeah, Netflix didn't yeah. didn't make it. They they're distributing it. Um, but yeah, but I will say I, I like I I was a Kickstarter supporter for for oh, this documentary, yeah. um, and I don't regret that at all. I got a nice Blu-ray DVD combo, and they also gave me a uh, I think I have it on, on the fridge, um, like an actual like an actual Blockbuster membership card. That's fun. Uh, hey, that's, that's pretty that's, fun. That, nice yeah, little perk. I have no problem with that. You know, yeah. that's that's cool. Oh yeah, they worked hard to make a documentary, and uh, even if it wasn't, even if it even if revisiting it gave me diminishing returns in terms of like enjoyment of it i'm i'm still glad that i got it and yeah i'm not gonna be like fuck those guys hope they never make a movie again (laughs) right exactly there was things about the movie i enjoyed like the some of the celebrities some of them did seem to care like kevin smith always cares ron funches was fun ron funches paul sheer paul sheer yeah uh he had good anecdotes about working at blockbuster that was good 
But the, I just thought the like it was almost funny to me how much it looked like Doug Benson couldn't have cared about. Right. It. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, look, and super high me." He wasn't. It wasn't even like it was. On one hand, it was like he didn't even really care about it. But also, it was like he wasn't even really trying to do bits or anything. Like he was. He was yeah. doing just like like very bland comedy. Like and he's a pretty funny guy. I yeah, I like I like Doug yeah. Benson. Yeah. And it's funny that he's like he's the one celebrity person that they flew out to Ben to go to <laughs> yeah. the actual store. And he was like, "Can I rent this movie?" I right. guess. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to assume that you're not going to make the pilgrimage to Bend, Oregon, to visit the last blockbuster. No, and I, and you know, I can't even hate on like the people yeah. that flew from Spain to do it. And mm-hmm. hey, look, if that is that if that's you know your thing, I, I would never. I'm never that kind of guy that tells people not to like things because that's not what I would like. So, right, you know, right. If, that, if that's your thing, cool. I, yeah. But no, I will not go out to Bend, Oregon to uh, mm. visit the last standing blockbuster. Yes. Um, where do you see the future of video stores? Oh, I don't. Um, okay. <laughs> I, like, even... It was funny because I just... Uh, what did I go to buy? I, I went to go... Oh, I went to go buy a video game from okay. Best Buy. And I whenever I go into Best Buy, which mm-hmm. has become fewer and fewer... Uh, opportunities right anymore. right i always go by the movie section just to peruse oh and, same here man it is just it, it's it's like a someone came in and just knocked dvds off the shelf oh really yeah it's yeah. sparse Jeez. and uh like do you mean just dvds and is it just like blu-rays now or just across the board like physical media well uh funny you should say that yeah physical mm. media because okay i ended up not even buying the video game from uh best buy because i couldn't figure out how to fucking do it Oh really? They you can't just pick up a video game off the shelf. Mm-hmm. They have like they have all the boxes out there, but it says go see the front desk oh. to to get it. And I was looking for a Nintendo Switch game, and okay. none of the Nintendo Switch boxes had any graphics on it. You had to, like sift through Jeez. cards. I was like, I'm not. So I just Ugh. I went to GameStop and got <laughs> got a GameStop. And nice. you know what I could do at GameStop? Go over there and pick it up off the shelf. Yeah. Buy shares and, yeah. <laughs> and make a million dollars or something. <laughs> Chip won some money off of that. Did he really? He did. I, man, yeah, I don't know. If I were better with my money and more uh, confident in my, um, I don't know, ability to um, play the stock market and everything. I, I don't know. I, we have a we have a rookie on now, and he kind of gets into it, and he tried to explain how he does it. And mm-hmm. it, it sounds simple enough, but I just, I would have to look so, or do so much research that I'm just not interested in doing. Yeah, same here. I like I I've thought like you know maybe I'll, I'll just like download Robinhood and buy like AMC stock because yeah. I've got to believe that they will bounce back after everyone's vaccinated. I think it's going to be very dependent on summer. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think it's gonna uh, it's gonna kick off with Godzilla versus Kong, and mm. I think uh, a good indicator is going to be black widow yeah which they did they move that officially to may or have they even it's put may, it on the may 7th i want to say okay if, if not may 7th like first week of may and may the 7th be with you uh-uh. um yeah. <laughs> uh oh real quick uh, i mean i guess that's our that's our review of the last black bu- last the, blockbuster the... um did you have any parting thoughts on it no uh forgettable yeah so that's too bad. Um, yeah. I, I brought the box with me for you, uh, oh, leaving the DVD. Just the, the box. D- yeah, just the box. So <laughs> yeah. I will bring it all tomorrow. Nice. Right on. Yeah, yeah it's no rush or anything. It's on Netflix, so yeah, <laughs> good. Enough. Well, I'm going to throw yeah. it away then. Oh, well, no, 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 because I, 
I did it. You also have my Green Mile. I, I'm just saying. Also, yeah. I know I uh, picked up that box as well. <laughs> it has the DVD in it. I'm just mm-hmm. going to bring them both tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, it's no rush or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our review of The Last Blockbuster. And uh, you can find that on Netflix and everything. And Pizza has come out to visit us. That's nice. Get back in the um, kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> she just a little baby. Anyway, um, kind of to, to kind of wind down and everything, I don't know if we'll do like a regular potpourri section, but I did want to ask how you felt about The Mandalorian Season 2. Garbage. Really? No, no. I was oh, going to say. Like, no. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm not a, you know, tear in the eye kind of guy at movies. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing because my brother, God love him, mm-hmm. uh, he is. But if ever there were a moment that I would get teary eyed, it was seeing Luke come back. Oh, that, yeah. That was. I, I, I'm sure I said this on the podcast or anything like I, I was fine with it, you know, just because of how I am with Star Wars and everything, not because of how I am with Star Wars, but like I didn't have that like, uh, like visceral reaction or anything, yeah. but I did feel like such a fucking idiot because <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, it's going to be like a big, like some kind of big cameo and everything. And I'm like, who could it be? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, as soon as it's revealed, I'm like. Uh, it's a dude with a green lightsaber flying in on an X-wing. <laughs> Jar Jar! In a story set after uh, um, uh, Return of the Jedi yeah. and everything. Like, Who do you think? There's literally only it. one person right. that it can be in that universe. <laughs> I, I will say this. I thought it was spectacular how well Disney kept that under wraps. Yeah. And Mark, yeah. Ha- Mark Hamill actually did a little uh, Instagram post about how mm. you know he was... I think I saw that. Yeah, at, I, I love Mark oh, Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill, he's, he, he's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I, not not. I'm not getting political political on this, mm-hmm. but I will say, I am so anti people getting fired from jobs because of political oh, opinions, yeah. and so I. I'm upset that I'm not going to see Cara Dune, and I think we even had a, a we we had a conversation, conversation on Facebook of, that like. Yeah. I, I I purposely avoided like yeah. like commenting on like the actual content and everything because like deep down I like yeah in my head like I'm like okay I mean she deserved it and everything I, see I don't even, I don't think she yeah, I'm not saying yeah. what she you know her opinion was correct or my mm. opinion but I'm tired of people losing their jobs for having a political opinion well I think the difference is that like you can have a political opinion but when you are in a job like that where like your social media presence and everything is is and I, I'm sure it's probably built into the contract with Disney is an extension of the brand that you're representing. You know what? I will throw back at you the conversation mm. that we had about um, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, director interesting. Getting, and Disney kicked him off, and you defended him. I did because those comments were made well before he was ever hired by Disney. But those were about pedophilia. They were clearly jokes. Well, okay. I'll, 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 okay. Yes. I'll meet you halfway there. I, I totally, that is, that is a good point. And and, Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not defending her political opinion. I don't, but I liked her character. I like her as a person because I think, Mm. you know, I'm a fight fan. I think she did amazing things for, for women fighting. Uh, she was the first primetime fight to be televised on network television. Huh. She was an amazing champion when she was. I, th- I want to say it was Strike Force. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. But, I, you know, political opinions aside, I think she's a good human being. And, mm. you know, you got Bill Burr sticking up for her, too. The, well, course, he's, canceled he's canceled now. now too. Um, which, God damn it. I'm not, well, let's not yeah. hash that out. Because <laughs> literally, like, because I, I saw your post about it. And then I looked up. I was like, I wonder what, what happened. And, like. The amount of work that I went into to actually see the clip that would cause some whatever outrage and stuff was like, 
so much more effort than needs to be done because it's a nothing thing. It is, and here's here's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad when a comedian is a comedian mm-hmm. at the awards that you hired him to be a comedian at. Right. And if you've watched anything of Bill Burr, and I think Bill Burr is hilarious. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best stand-up comics out there. I, I could never really get into him, but I really liked his performance in uh, The Mandalorian yeah. and uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's right. He was yeah. in Breaking Bad. But you got what, you got Bill Burr. Right. When you hire Bill Burr, don't get mad when Bill Burr's Bill Burr. Yeah. And the people who got mad seemed to just be that kind of uh stereotypical like i'm mad because i should be mad oh it's just it, it's that performative it's yeah, performative yes yeah so yeah uh, but you they've come after bill burr before mm-hmm. and bill burr he's bulletproof yeah but going back to uh cara dune what's her name gina gina carano carano yeah um we we had kind of we had a disagreement on on Facebook about it because I was like, well, I mean, hope maybe if they recast, they'll have someone who can actually yeah. act. I'm not, I'm Which, not saying that Gina Carano is, is a stellar actress, I, but she's yeah. she's done some good stuff in, right. in my opinion. In yeah, my opinion. But, I, you know, she was serviceable right. as uh, Angel and Deadpool. Yeah. Um, my my kind of whole thing is like like your your position, which I, I respect this. I respect this angle on it, where you said that you don't need her to be like Oscar caliber or anything right. like that because it's Star, it's, it's Star, Star Wars. Wars. But my my counter to that is if they are if if they were leaving the groundwork or laying the groundwork to have her have that tragic past with Alderaan and everything, and have like a meaty dramatic thing. I would like my my position is bare minimum she needs to have some kind of ability to emote and like I well thought she didn't have really any of that in any of the episodes that I saw with her and, and that and that's a fair point mm-hmm. um but Gina Carano's you know she's gotten roles because of mm-hmm. her career as a fighter and so she, okay. they, they brought her in as somebody yeah. that is can be an imposing figure on screen and believably imposing mm-hmm. you know she's not. <sighs> you know, a hundred and five pound actress pretending right. to be an assassin. She's, yeah. we, you know, that if I got into a fight with Gina Carano, she'd probably whoop shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, legit. So, yeah. you know, she was an imposing and believable, uh, trooper. So, yeah. and, and that's what I took, take away from her character for, for that. And I was looking forward to her continuing that arc with the, yeah. uh, with her live action lead. So I, I, I don't well, know. That I, makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just, yeah. Pl- Politics aside, I'm just I'm tired of people getting canceled for having an opinion. Yeah, I or, or losing jobs. Like, it, yeah, let, and, let you know, it's not like she came out and said, you know what I want to do? Chuck babies into the Grand Canyon, right? It, you, well, don't have, you don't have to agree with yeah their, their politics. Just I, let people have an opinion. I I agree with that, but I I don't know. I still think it's just a product of the Disney machine and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. The, the, the problem the problem is that it doesn't stop at the Disney machine. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to follow actors and actresses yeah. throughout the rest of their career. Here's the thing, and, and we can kind of wrap up because this is going on to a tangent that I I, I don't know. God damn it, we're going to solve this um, thing. Right. Uh, Tim Allen. Uh, did you see that stuff that happened with him a couple weeks ago? No. So he was on, um, I think he was on WTF with Mark Marin, and he was talking about how he, I guess he was a Trump supporter, and he said something like, "I, I feel like it's been pretty well, like his, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah, he's, I mean that's kind Repo- of his, Republican. yeah, like I mean I'd be shocked if he wasn't." I was gonna <laughs> say he's t- Jesus. He's like the, the working class, yeah. yeah. Um, 
who the Republicans all hate. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> he said on Mark Maron after after you know Biden was elected and everything, he said something like something to the effect of. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know if he said, like, oh, I didn't really support him that much, but I thought it was cool, or I thought it was good that he pissed everyone off, or something like that. I, I did see that yeah. quote. And so, like, then the internet went kind of crazy with that, and... That's weird, the internet never does that. Yeah, and, and, like, okay, first of all, I'm, you know, I'm okay to an extent with people, like, reacting to a comment about a political, like, idea, as long as it's measured, like it's a measured thing. But what people were doing with this, that this is this cross the line, like people that I follow and respect and have seen them post like um, stuff that I agree with and everything went into like the trenches of Tim Allen's like past. And they were like sharing his mugshot from when he was arrested for drug trafficking in the 70s Jesus and saying like, Christ. oh, he was he was a drug trafficker and he he sold out like a group of people so he could have a, a reduced sentence and stuff. And I'm like, motherfucker, he's like he served his time, like he served his debt to society and he has been sober for like 20 some years and stuff. And like and rehashing that like, and bringing t- that t- up Allen, again, pol- political opinions aside. Seems yeah. to have been a pretty great guy throughout his career right. on television. Yeah, like, uh, like he had like a DUI in like 2003 or something like that. But he's or like two, I don't who cares. At some point, and like he has been sober ever since. And like I guess part of that interview on WTF was about his sobriety and everything, and talking about how he's lived a sober and clean life and everything and all that. So like, just the fact of people like bringing that up to just like shit on him or to to discredit his shitty opinion about the former the, president there's no there's is, no there's no polite discourse no no, and, no no and i've i've gone you know I, I post things on facebook quite often and mm-hmm. i and i post things that people disagree with mm-hmm. the only thing that i put on there is if we're gonna have the discussion don't be a dick right and i, I usually make that comment when people start to be dicks about it it's like we yeah. can disagree mm-hmm. but when you start saying shit to some of my friends on my facebook posts and you're being shitty about it. It's like you can disagree without being an asshole. Right. It turns out that's possible. Yeah. And then we can walk away still still be friends. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why the internet has ruined polite discourse. Yeah, I don't know. That's another conversation for another podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh the the obsessive discourse. Um <laughs> <laughs> aptly named. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um we'll dig up all of everyone's past and then we'll use that against them as whenever they make a comment we Absolutely. don't agree with. Absolutely. I once yeah. stole a Reese cup in 7th grade. Did you really? I once stole a car. No, a uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little firework thing. Uh, when I was in seventh grade, yep, it was from yep. the uh, you, you know when you got out of school for the day and there was like a candy stand set up and it went to like charity stuff. Yeah, I, you stole I, from charity. I stole from charity. Wow, you, know, you can cancel me. I I I hope it was worth it because now I you're going to Reese, prison. I love Reese cups. So yeah, it was you know it's kind of worth it. Reese cups are good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, this episode was brought to you by Reese cups <laughs> and um, <laughs> misdemeanor. Um, <laughs> Oh, misdemeanor theft. It's, yes. it's not felonious theft. Right, Calm right. Down, everybody. Uh, Missy misdemeanor theft. <laughs> and uh, all right. Well, I think that'll about 
do it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about or nope, anything? No, I said we're good. Uh, the right. Snack Schneider Cup come out Wednesday. Yes. Or Thursday, sorry. Thir- yes, Thursday. Thursday. Yep, so look forward to that. We'll have you back next week, maybe. Maybe, depending yeah. on what's going on. So Yes, and uh, we'll be discussing that. And in the meantime, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Um, I Like I said, I have been recording commentary tracks like crazy for Patreon, so go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Five or $10 a month gets you access to those commentary tracks. I did Throne of Blood, um, oh, It Chapter 2. I'm going to be doing Ex Machina soon. I also have Superbad and Shaun of the Dead there, so check that out. Um, yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. I considered I considered taxi for a minute. Oh, really? I, Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I yeah. actually just started watching Taxi for the first time this past oh, year wow. and it's it's a very good show. It's I great, mean the cast it? is great and yeah. uh the jokes are fantastic and I feel like it's still uh, it holds up. How, so are you season 1 then just season 1? I think I made it to season 2 or okay. 3. Have you seen the one where and his name escapes me but Kaniki from Greece. Yeah. It is driving the taxi and the guy in the back seat <laughs> he he takes out a gun and he's like the guy's like give me your money and the guy Kaniki doesn't know what to do. He's like you give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Wow. Oh, that shows that shows I- the Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And follow us on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer and at Obsessive Tiny. And follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at R.A. Fekis and at Burger underscore Lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at tpublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. 
You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! Kitty!